are back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 2, Episode 17, Heart. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name's Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best Supernatural podcast on the air. Chris, I'm just going to keep opening with that because it's true. I'm not going to stop you. I, I'll put it that way. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that we do have a lot of heart, though. We sure do. Yeah, we're, we're really uh, we're, we're coming to a close here on season two, Chris. We're, we're putting in the hours. We are rewatching the show for you guys, the listeners. And we're, you know, giving our uh, opinions, our uh, and our fun little trivia uh, facts, quotes, all that good stuff. So thanks for coming along on the ride so far. We've got a few more episodes of season two, but this one, Chris, can't skip over it. Uh, it's got a lot of heart, as you said, and it made me chuckle a few times there's some good laughs in this one despite how heavy it is so uh it was a fun rewatch it's deceptively heavy i think Mm -hmm. is a good way to describe it because this episode which by the way aired on march 22nd 2007 directed by kim manners imdb rating of 8.7 this episode deals with werewolves and it's exciting i mean i think it's great that we start getting into werewolf lore Yep. Uh, which is important to this show are not maybe not as important as the vampire lore uh, over the course of a show, but I wish we got into werewolves maybe even a little bit more than, than we do on the, mm-hmm. on, on the show across its 15 seasons. But uh, this one, it, it, it's like I said, it, when we're joking about it, having heart earlier, it really does have this theme going throughout of, of emotion. Um, and even the end, you you kind of feel for the boys and um, and the main act main actor in this particular uh, this particular episode uh, who goes by the name of Madison uh, at apparently a Canadian actor, by the way, because I looked her up and I, I, I just recognized her. Um, nothing particularly like huge that jumps out. But let me tell you, very active professionally in the sense that has continued acting to this day. Last role was on Supergirl, if I'm not mistaken here, and is in pre-production on a movie called Masks Don't Lie. So still acting, still out there. Um, but the, the the face looked familiar and it, it bugged me. I, I've clearly seen her across shows in the past. So, Yeah, yeah, she's great. And clearly Sam has a thing for brunettes, right? Because this is like, what, the third brunette that Sam has a, uh gotten into this series so yeah she's she's phenomenal um she has a pretty pretty poor situation on her hands uh and with this episode chris i think the theme that they're trying to drive home is that sam is sort of coming to terms with his own fate and we're seeing him actively looking for cases where he can help or if he can within a case he's doing his very best to save people right and i think that's that's what they were trying to communicate with this episode. They do their best to do what they can for Madison. Ultimately she has a, you know, uh, a pretty sad demise here, but I think like the central theme here is that Sam is, is trying to do the right thing to come to terms with the fact that he himself might be a monster, right? Like he sees parallels between him and Madison. And aside from just being attracted to her, I, I do think he sees a lot of himself in her and that's why they get along so well. And that's why he's, he he cares so much and he does so much for her in this episode. Yeah. Now, this episode, by the way, takes place in San Francisco, California, 10 hours and 496 miles from the last location. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're investigating a brutal death and discover that the killer is a werewolf. 
Now, werewolves. Let's just break this down a little bit. Yeah. They're a race of partially human. That's the key piece there. First and foremost, partially human, able to morph into a combination of human and wolf. It's been stated that werewolves and skinwalkers are cousins and that mice can be infected by werewolves as well. So, you know, right. take that for what it is. Useful information to bring to Jeopardy. This is, <laughs> though, the only episode where werewolves are just driven by primal instinct in their transformation and that they can't really control it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this doesn't really happen later on now fans have theorized based on what we found that mutts quote unquote like glenn and madison were easier to find and they got weeded out so only purebred werewolves are all they deal with in the future but it's really interesting still to point out that that lack of control piece we don't see in again in the future you almost wish you did because this could be in a character an ally to the winchesters had she been able to control it because she was clearly a good person. Right. And so a, a little sad um, werewolves are killed with a silver bullet to the heart. They can be uh, in early stages, sometimes cured with the transfusion of live blood from the sire wolf. As long as that werewolf hasn't been killed uh, or so that's the thought right now, they don't have luck in this episode curing her. And that's the thing we get out right at the start. It, it, it does not go well in that in that area. Uh, werewolves also eyes change later in the series, which I didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, until we were going through the notes here. Um, this is the almost episode where they're bright blue. Yep. And then later in the series, they end up being uh, green, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know why I would have thought them to be red. I, I, yeah. I think of like a blood moon or something maybe, but. Uh, red seems like a werewolf eye color but you know yeah yeah good idea actually um i like this distinction now i don't know if this is a conscious decision to change their eye color to distinguish between the half blood and the pure blood right so madison is a half blood in this case her eyes are blue the pure bloods their eyes are green it's an interesting choice if that is the case but like you said earlier i think it's it's more of a theory by fans that they decided to introduce werewolves in this matter but later on they were like well let's actually just make them pure blood to take away from that, um, you know, that that character trait of them not being able to control their impulses. I, I agree with you. I kind of wish they had kept both around. It would have been cool to see like a civil war of pure blood uh, werewolves versus like, you know, mutt pure blood, half half uh, blooded, I should say. Um, I think that would have been a, a fun episode. But we also learned, Chris, that um, these werewolves that Sam and Dean are dealing with, they've been around since they were kids. Like the yeah. Winchesters are aware of them. So we didn't really know. Like, I can't recall if they've mentioned werewolves in the past, but Dean throws a line out there in the episode. He says, you know, it's sort of a fan of werewolves. Like, yeah, they're they're badass. Like, we, have, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We haven't seen one since we were kids. So we know that it's on their radar. Dean later, he explains how to kill them. So this is one of those rare situations where they know how to take the monster out. It's just a matter of finding it. And they find it, but you know, the, the path to try to save Madison ultimately is what this episode is about. And we learn a lot about the boys through that process. Yeah. And, you know, I can stress the fact that, I mean, this episode starts with Sam pretending to be a detective at the morgue, investing in the death of a lawyer, a lot of the plot points. This serves as one of those episodes where really it's very straightforward. 
they're investigating depth. They find a bite mark. The heart is missing. You can start to do the math, right? Um, it, it is funny. The cops think that it's a serial killer because prostitutes have actually gone missing yeah. and turning up with their hearts removed weeks later, leading up to a full moon. Um, now, the boys are pretty clear. This is a werewolf. Yeah. And that's where they start to suspect Madison because she was the lawyer's secretary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes down to it, this is really an exploration of two key things for me. The continued difference between Sam and Dean, um, but also to me an impact that Sam has on Dean. Because yeah. Dean is much more sympathetic in this episode than he is in a previous episode. And Sam does have an ability to drive sympathy and let you think about the emotion behind something. Because even Dean in this episode feels sad or offers to help at the end of the episode as we get there. So I, I feel like there's a the brothers relationship, but there's also this ongoing battle um, that you mentioned earlier for Sam. Um, so Sam, as they're doing all of this and he's trying to comment, he wants this, this girl to be free and, yeah. and safe. Like he really wants her to be safe and, and he's going to do everything to protect her. Yeah. Yeah. And on some level, Chris, you know, the victims are getting their hearts ripped out by Madison, but Sam also gets his heart ripped out by Madison. It's like, it's a fun little play on word. This, the, the title of the episode being heart, um, like you said, Sam, I, I personally think he is more interested in saving her than he is being her boyfriend, right? Like they certainly have a, a, a sexual interest in each other, but it's more than that. It's, it's about saving her, proving that even though you might have monster tendencies, that doesn't define you, right? And I think Sam, more than anyone, is trying to prove that to himself. And he's outwardly trying to express that by saving other people. Now, there's a lot of hoops that they have to jump through to get to the point of realizing that Madison herself is the werewolf and they try a a myriad of things to try to save her. The obvious one being, well, if we can find the, uh, the werewolf, the sire wolf, as they call it, that turned you, maybe we have a chance of saving you. Right. And so the fact that they're willing to tie a werewolf up, Right. And search for the sire wolf. Like, that's a dangerous thing. It's We talk about questionable decisions by the boys, Chris. That's a pretty, it's a pretty questionable decision. Like, just to tie up a werewolf who could easily kill you and other innocent people just to save one life. It's pretty questionable, but they do it anyway. And it just proves, like you said, that Dean is actually kind of coming around to saving people more, like people within the monster, saving monsters themselves. I mean, he even sheds a tear at the end. So I like how you brought that up. Um, Sam has always had it in him, but he's really influencing Dean to try to take that next step and think outside of the black and white boundaries of this is monster, this is human. In this rare case, you know, she she's a, she's a great person. It's just yeah. it's just that she turns into a werewolf, you know, at the hours of the night and she's uncontrollable. So it's... Yeah, it's it's this episode really is about the boys um, being influenced by each other and thinking outside of what, um, you know, John ultimately taught them, which was point and shoot. Ask questions later. Well, they've evolved. I think that's the point. I think that's a big part is they have evolved beyond point and shoot here in season two. They don't just do that. They think about it. Now, Dean's still more likely to point and shoot, but even Dean is thinking about things a little bit more. 
Yeah. Um, Dean's got his own emotional stuff going on, which by the end of this season we deal with and we see in a big way. Oh yeah. Uh, but we're not there yet. So I won't dive into that, but I think the emotions of Dean are just, they, they, they both are emotional. It's just in different ways. Yeah. That That's, I think the big difference here. Um, I mean, there is this whole scene where Dean is sitting outside of Madison's house and they're trying to just kind of watch out. Right. The, right. The window shatters, goes to check it out. And it, in, and that's when he realized Madison is, you know, the werewolf. Um, and when it comes down to it, they've done the math and they're like, okay, then we can save you. And that's the heartbreak is we could save you. We've got this, but they didn't. The, the crazy thing though, is the fact that Sam and Madison do get this time together and they spend time together after they think they've cured her. Right. They spend the time together. Uh, and when he essentially wakes up in the morning, she turns and escapes. Mm. You know, and it's one of these moments where I, I you there is some conscious thought there because she does choose not to hurt Sam. Right. There is some of her in there. Right. A glimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Who who says, no, Sam, I care about you. And I, and they, I think there's legitimate care there. Uh, but the, the heartbreaking part of this episode, because, again, we could sit here and go through every little detail of going from checking Kurt's apartment to agreeing to stay overnight. But in the long run, this is the breakdown is the fact that they try to cure a, a, a monster. And even later on, they're told there's no cure for that. Like, it's kind of like, like I could have told you that. And here are the boys thinking they had all their stuff together when in reality, they didn't have all the information. No, no. And it, yeah, I mean, when, when she does ultimately escape after they think they, figured it out there is that sort of dread that feeling of dread like uh we gotta kill her now you know because you're watching and i think they call bobby at one point and bobby tells them i'm sorry boys there's nothing you can do and so i think that clicks for dean faster than it does for sam and dean's like sam go wait in the car i'll deal with this because madison expresses i'm i would rather die than hurt innocent people right like madison has accepted that um i think that's really hard for sam but Sam, you know, sacks up, so to speak. And he says, you know what, Dean, let me do this. Let me take her out. Um, Because, I mean, the parallels, Chris, we talk about Dean someday having to take out Sam, right? That's what John told Dean. Sam's aware of that plan now. So for, for Sam to carry this out on someone he cares about, like Madison, I think he's sort of preparing himself for what is going to come by the end of season five, which is, you know, his, his self-sacrifice to save the world. So, I mean, it's, it's kudos to Kripke and the writers for like shoehorning this into season two. I mean, we're, we're three seasons away from the, you know, the supposed series finale at this time, as we're speaking, Chris, we know that wasn't the series finale, but ultimately it was supposed to be the fact that they set up these, these dominoes, uh, so far in advance is incredible writing. I mean, Sam is absolutely heartbroken. And, and so Dean leaves the room, right. And he's waiting for Sam in the hallway. And my favorite part of the episode, even though it's the saddest Dean leaves the room and he's like about to walk back to the Impala or something. And you just hear like really blunt gunshots. Yeah. To indicate that Sam has carried out the deed. And you know, it's, 
it's it's like i don't know i don't want to it's a werewolf right i don't want to like make this uh very very vague comparison but it's almost like when you have a dog and it's the dog's time to go you know and you gotta you gotta put the dog down and it's like that moment of like i i love you so much but the best thing to do for you is to take you out of your misery so to speak you know it's and and to that point um Jared said during the filming of this scene um, that to find the emotion for this, he thought about the experience of having to euthanize two of his dogs, Sadie and Harley. And as a result, he got really emotional. And then Jensen backed it up by saying his own emotions on screen were because he knew how much it hurt Jared to call up those emotions. Right. So they were bringing from that exact type of scenario in doing this scene. Interesting. Uh, and and so they were taking a very personal approach to the scene. Yeah. Um, and it's an off season. It's an off screen death. That is just sad. You are sad oh, yeah. by it. Um, it's worth noting though, Dan, I, I think a few things to point out in this episode, there's some great moments, some levity in it. Um, yeah. For example, one of my favorites is Sam sitting on the kitchen counter. Cause he's, he's still awkward around women who aren't so awkward. Yes. Um, at this point. And, uh, she says, do you want to sit on the couch? And he said, no, I'm okay. He said, it, it, it's more comfortable. And, and she goes, I'm fine. So she then takes out a laundry basket and starts folding underwear in front of him. Yeah. And he goes, and goes, you know what? I think I'll sit on the couch. <laughs> um, and the other scene and the one that really cracked me up in this is shortly thereafter. And I think of uh, Jensen in this scene actually is apparently she's like, she's basically saying my house, my show. You're going to don't don't make that face at me, uh, which is another great moment of levity. But uh, <laughs> Sam goes, wait, so Kendall married Ethan's father just to get back at him. And then Madison says, yep. Now she's set to inherit all the casinos that were supposed to go to Ethan. And then Sam goes that and Sam says, what a bitch. Yeah. And like like he's into it. And it, it's it's just really funny. We get another moment like this. Actually, that makes me think about these things. In the next episode, which, you know, we'll talk about in a week, but uh, I just I love these little like kind of very meta references and to me, soap opera. I just think of Jensen. So, yeah, of course. And there's one more for me, Chris, my favorite scene. I love little details that tell us more about the character, for instance, like Dean's favorite songs, Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, uh, Carrie uh, uh, Riverside uh, Blues, I think is the name of the song. Like, I just love little details about them uh, when it comes to picking who's going to stay with Madison at her house. They decide to rock, paper, scissors, shoot for it. And I thought that was really funny because Dean goes for the scissors. Right. And then, and Sam says, ah, Dean always with the scissors, you never learn or something like that. And Dean goes best two out of three. So they play again. Dean again, chooses scissors. And it's just the funniest thing. Like if you want to beat Dean Winchester, or rock, paper, scissors, always choose rock. Cause Dean's always going to shoot scissors. I thought that was and, hilarious. And that's the first time they ever do rock, paper, scissors. Not the last. Yes. By the way, I did look this up. Jensen and, uh, and the, the actor who played Madison were both on Smallville on different seasons. Oh, there you go. So there's a connection right there. Very but, cool. Yeah. Uh, overall, look, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, aliases, we should note in this one, uh, Detective Dante and De- Detective Landis. Joe Dante directed The Howling, 1981, and John Landis directed American Werewolf in London, 1981. So yeah. some werewolf references in a werewolf episode. Uh, you know, we could kill a joke easily, but this episode really does make a lot of references 
to heart. I, mm-hmm. It's just well-named and I got to give kudos on that one. Uh, overall, a great episode. I really did like it. 8.7 sounds about right to me. It's in a, it's in a high eight range for me as well. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's Sam facing the harsh reality of dead ends, right? Sometimes, sometimes life has dead ends and you know, it could happen to anyone, especially someone you care about. So it's an episode about grief, which we don't have a ton of in this show. Um, but I think it's important to, to highlight those emotions. And like you said, we had, we had some fun, uh, not as much fun as we're going to have in this next one, Chris, uh, Hollywood Babylon. This is arguably the most meta that the show has been up until this point, I would say. Now, it's going to get way more meta, but they really embrace the meta here. So uh, tune in next week. It's it's going to be a great one to, to review. Yeah, but that is it for this week. Uh, but we will be back because after all, we've got work to do. Yeah.